Welcome to Late Night Talks with Amy Jo, a place where you're going to find inspiration, wisdom, and healing. A podcast for men. Happy New Year. Welcome to Late Night Talks with Amy Jo. <laughs> I am so happy to be here tonight. I hope that you are as well. What a great start to the new year, right? Well, I don't know if it was for you, but it is for me. I'm in a good high vibe spot. And yeah. So what are you stepping into the new year with? What are you stepping into the new year with? (laughs) And do you love life. And do you know that life loves you? This has to be a reciprocal relationship with the universe, source, God, whatever that is for you. And in my opinion, all those things exist inside of us already. So they're within us. So that relationship that we have inside will be reflected by the outside. I mean, you've heard me talk about this before. But we often deceive ourselves thinking that life is out to get us, that life's shit. And this is not truth. We are out to get ourselves. The ego is out to get us. And perception is always coming from the inside out. So what is the vision that you are holding for yourself for the future? Whatever we hold in the mind will come to pass. Those dominant thoughts have a huge potential to play out, good or bad. Because we're basically programming our computer to do a certain thing. Mind and body. By creating these impressions into the subconscious over and over and over again. And it's just like the programming that we've had as children playing out 95% of the time we're acting through the subconscious mind. So we have to change that record. Otherwise, it's going to continue to play that rerun. Cleanse the mind with a new recording with better music, baby. We are creators, every freaking one of us. And it all starts in the mind where we place our chair and hang out the most. We're in our mind all the time. So we want to make it a good, upbeat, positive environment where we're able to create new things. The amount of intelligence that we hold within the body alone, just in the body, and I'm not even speaking of the etheric body, the human form, what's under the human spacesuit, And... I don't think there's a word beautiful enough to describe how mind-boggling the experience of existence is. Or the capacity to even describe the feeling that I get when I talk about it. And I get so emotional. On this earthly plane, our eyes have limits. And we're only given the ability to see so far but we have the ability to perceive in many different ways. If we embrace our infinite expansion 
and what we're capable of experiencing, we can see, hear, taste, smell, feel so much more. And the crazy thing is that we have a huge invisible organ. Science is honing in on it, learning more and more about how much this organ affects our health. And this cannot be seen with the naked eye, but it's there and it's keeping us alive. We're actually only half human. And the other half? Well, we're going to talk about that tonight. <laughs> Let's not forget about our check-in first. If you can, ground your feet to the floor that is beneath you. Just become fully immersed in this present moment. Allow your senses to be heightened. And hear, see, feel everything that is taking place in your environment, including my voice. Now I want you to rein those senses inward to your internal temple. Notice all that's taking place in there. Feel free to place your hand on your heart. Focus on your breath as you take a deep belly breath in. Feeling good, feeling strong as you inhale. Hold it. Now, as you release, blow out your mouth all the negativity, all the tension that you've been holding in your body. Very good. Let's continue. What are we going to talk about tonight? Microbiome. What is it? Some facts, types, its function, how it affects our overall health, including our mental health and obesity. It plays a very big part in our health. We're going to also look for signs to look for to see if you have a microbiome imbalance and ways on how you can improve and balance these microorganisms that reside within you. First, what are microbiomes? In comparison to other creatures, microbes are the most abundant and varied. And the number of microbial cells on Earth exceeds the number of stars in the cosmos by a factor of almost 10. So all living organisms on this planet are made of microbes. And there's a wide variety of bacteria that may cause illness in humans, right? However, you know, germs aren't the only kind. In addition, they assist us also as well in several ways. So they're not our enemies either. Microbes are microscopic organisms that cannot be seen with the naked eye, like I had mentioned. They are single-celled organisms that may be classified as bacteria, archaea, eukaryote, or even viruses. Even though microbes are small and difficult to see, they make up a portion of the planet's biodiversity. 
so they've been around for 3 billion years compared to barely 200,000 for humans. And they've been the only life on Earth for the vast majority of the time. See, I, am, I just get so fascinated by this. All of life on Earth today, including the trees, fish, people, is thought to have evolved from the earliest microbes, right? This is how beautiful life is. Even these bacteria hold intelligence. There's bacteria that lives in the Earth's crust five miles under the ocean floor. And they're probably the longest living organisms on Earth. The Earth's atmosphere had no oxygen. This is how smart they are. These microbes utilize the sun's energy to fix the carbon dioxide from the atmosphere, producing oxygen as a byproduct. So microorganisms provide us a variety of beneficial roles. You know, they can produce compounds such as vitamins and enzymes that are used in the health industry. They're also responsible for the decomposing of leaves to return nutrients to the soil. They keep the farms running and the plants growing. They're very essential for the nitrogen cycle. And bacteria is the only organism that can take nitrogen from the air and convert it into a form that is usable by plants in the soil. So soil containing these microorganisms reduces the, the need for fertilizer. Another key role they take part in is decontaminating wastewater, right? So they may absorb the hazardous organic material, matter, and the chemicals from the water and utilize them to generate the non-toxic compounds, leaving our water cleaner. They're also um, used to clean up human waste. We've also heard of the oil-eating bacteria used to clean up oil spills in the seas or other bodies of water. And without these, these oil spills would cause far more harm to the ecosystem. Without this amazing organism, life on Earth wouldn't exist. Mother Earth has been flourishing so beautifully and now I feel like the human species comes here and they're destroying it. So what about the ecosystem that lives within humans? That's truly what it is. And it's quite amazing. It's like its own organ. And researchers are gaining more and more knowledge from the studies that continue. This brings scientists closer to developing tests that will be able to predict disease risk or identify disease presence based on sampling of the genetic makeup of a person's microbiome. That's incredible. We are home to thousands of bacteria that include viruses, fungi, microscopic organisms. A few years back, studies showed that we had about 10 trillion human cells, I think it was, and a hundred trillion microbial cells on and inside of our body. However, in more recent research, it shows that we have 30 trillion human cells and 39 trillion microbial cells. We have around 20 to 25,000 genes in each of our cells, 
but the human microbiome potentially holds 500 times more. These bacteria have a combined weight of about 4.7 pounds. And in the body of this ecosystem, there's many different habitats. They might be diametrically opposed to one another in many ways. There are some organisms that maybe only exist in one part of the body, but don't exist in another part of the body. So you can visualize a map of the body in the same as you would imagine the map of the world with biogeography dividing different sections of the body. But the bulk of these microorganisms is found in the gut, in the digestive tract. It is for this reason that the stomach is referred to as the second brain because it's the most dense. There's somewhere between 300 to 1,000 different species that live in the gut with most estimates at about, I don't know, 500, I think it is. So I want to continue to share some more interesting facts and functions of this amazing microbiome that lives within our bodies and how it affects our health. It assists in food digestion. It controls our immune system. It defends against disease-causing germs. And it aids in vitamin formation, including the um, vitamin Bs and vitamin Ks. And these are required for blood coagulation. So there's a lot of evidence, which makes a lot of sense, since it's basically half of us, that show that microbiome may play a role in our mental health, cancer, our cardiovascular health, and other diseases. Also, our feelings of hunger are coordinated with the diversity of our microbiome, and a decline in the size of the microbiome diversity is also associated with hunger. Our diet and what we consume can influence this microbiome. People can eat the same thing at the same time, and different changes happen in the microbiome at different times. Also, a study was done last year that swimming in the ocean can significantly change the microbiome of our skin. Also, stress and other outside factors can have an effect on microbiome composition and function. Every year, one in every five Americans suffers from bipolar disorder, depression, or anxiety. You know, and to cope, most Americans consume more alcohol and drugs, and this affects the microbiome in the body. And the vagus nerve is what connects the 500 million gut neurons to the brain. So the gut bacteria creates these compounds that affect our brain's chemistry and our mental wellness. They can actually process certain neurotransmitters and hormones like serotonin. You've heard me talk about this. This is a neurotransmitter deficiency linked to depression and anxiety. Many antidepressants actually prolong serotonin's action. And recent study reveals that our gut bacteria create 90% of our total serotonin, suggesting the link between depression, anxiety, and our gut microbes. 
We also have to keep in mind that the gut-brain connection is bidirectional. In the same way that the imbalanced microbiome may lead to cognitive impairments, psychological stress can also smother the beneficial microbes in the gut. You know, when you're stressed out about something and then your stomach's in knots, right? When it comes to the intestinal microbiome, it's shown to be intimately connected to our general health as well, including obesity. You know, a high calorie diet contributes to obesity, we all know, and it may also affect the gut flora as a result. Obesity is also considered to be caused by alteration of the gut microbiome, which has an effect on the metabolic function and the balance of food intake and energy expenditure. So the bacteria in the gut has an impact on our nutritional absorption, breakdown and storage, as well as our physiology. These microorganisms are concentrated in seven areas of our body. The stomach, which we've been talking about, also the nose, the mouth, the lungs, skin, the colon, and sexual organs. Our microbiome may begin to grow before birth. Microbiomes are inherited at birth or in the wombs. This is what experts say. Ancient studies found a bacterial microbiome signature in fetuses as young as 11 weeks post-conception. It is also well known that early exposure to certain environmental factors might change our microbiome and hence our resistance to allergies. For example, take breast milk. This promotes the baby's gut microbiome's diversification while the environment influences the skin microbiome's makeup. The amniotic sac protects the baby from dangerous microorganisms. So as they exit the birth canal, they're covered with lactobacillus and digestive tract bacteria, which travel from the stomach right before a woman gives birth. The microorganisms repopulate the baby's microbiome. When it comes to babies that are born through C-section, these microbiomes are usually derived from their physician's hands and the environment because the C-sections, you know, they're being lifted out rather than going through the birth canal. So these births, the C-section births may cause allergies and asthma in the long run. Also, children who have a high diversity of these bacteria in their noses, they actually grow up to have fewer allergies and lower incidence of asthma than children who have less diverse microbial communities. We have 1,100 bacteria in the human mouth alone. So the next time you're kissing someone, remember that. <laughs> I want to share some of the following disorders 
that appear to be linked to having a microbial imbalance in the body. These may include arthritis, asthma, chronic fatigue syndrome, eczema, fibromyalgia, irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's disease, mood disorders, multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's disease, cirrhosis, autism, diabetes, leaky gut syndrome, celiac disease, liver disease, um, metabolic syndrome, insulin resistance, obesity, acne, autoimmune diseases, cancer, dental cavities, depression and anxiety, gastric ulcers, hardening of the arteries, malnutrition, achy joints, uh, lack of energy, frequent colds and flus. You may have sugar cravings, weight gain and weight loss, kind of like a yo-yo, headaches, trouble concentrating, thyroid issues. What are the steps to help to stabilize the bacteria in the body? Eating a variety of healthy foods maintains a healthy microbiome, right? High fiber legumes, beans, fruits. Also fermented foods are very important. Yogurt, sauerkraut, and kefir help reduce stomach disease causing species. Avoid anything artificial, especially artificial sweeteners, because they may boost the blood sugar by stimulating the growth of a dangerous bacteria in the gut microbiome. Prebiotics are a kind of fiber that helps healthy bacteria grow, and that's in apples, artichokes, bananas, asparagus. You can always go green. Vegetarianism may help reduce disease-causing bacteria, inflammation, and cholesterol as well. Probiotics are very important. They are actually living microorganisms that help to treat the imbalance in the stomach. They come in and they kind of reseed it with good bacteria. And when we take a lot of antibiotics, these antibiotics can harm the gut microbiome. So it, this can cause obesity and antibiotic resistance. So it's really important to not overdo the antibiotics. For those of you who are wanting to boost bacteria for weight loss, I'm going to share some of that information next. The majority of diets, obviously, emphasize calorie restriction and physical activity in order to reduce our weight, okay? But improving the health of your microbiome will assist you in losing weight. And it all comes down to lowering the harmful bacteria, which is responsible for cravings and inflammation. The gut flora influences how the body produces and consumes energy, like I mentioned earlier. As a result of a toxic bacteria present in the stomachs, many people who lose weight quickly regain it. So in order to live this dangerous bacteria keep track 
and use that information to stimulate the cravings for foods that would feed them. Exercising every single day on a regular basis helps the gut flora flourish because the regular physical activity increases the diversity of the gut bacteria. So exercise increases the amount of good bacteria in the stomach. Also, a good night's sleep. Obesity has been related to a lack of sleep in several different studies. Researchers have discovered that sleep deprivation changes intestinal flora, which results in weight gain. Even after just two nights of sleep deprivation, patients' gut flora was found to be similar to that of obese people. The catch is that your gut flora may have an impact on your sleep patterns, so increasing your gut flora may help you sleep better at night as well. While cleanliness is absolutely 100% important, it's important to leave that hand sanitizer at home because it doesn't promote the growth of that beneficial gut microorganisms that we need. Also, make sure you take time to rest and unwind. Remember how we spoke about how stress might harm the gut flora. And this can also make you more susceptible to sickness. Eating a Nordic diet, like whole grain rye breads, wild foods, herbs, greens, nuts, berries. Also seafood like salmon, sardines, uh, clams, mussels, seaweed. This can also help maybe assist intestinal bacteria. Staying away from sugar and processed foods. It's easy for sugar, including alcohol and processed foods to be absorbed in the small intestines without the help of microorganisms. So your gut germs get hungry as a result, and they begin eating the cells that line your intestines, leading to the development of what they call leaky gut. The intestinal lining serves to safeguard the transmission of information from the gut to the rest of the body. And the immune system responds to food particles entering the circulation by launching an attack on them, ultimately on the body's own tissues. Following then, there's inflammation and autoimmunity occur. The bacterium attacks the gut wall and has the potential to spread throughout the body. This can result in systemic candida infection, which there is a test that you can do to see if you have candida in the body. I've done it because I've kind of struggled with stomach issues my whole life, not a weight issue at all. If anything, I'm underweight, but it's kind of gross. But if you want to see if you have candida in your body, you take a glass of water and the first thing in the morning before you eat, drink anything, you spit into this glass of water. And over time, if it starts to become stringy and, you know, just not very pleasant looking and kind of floaty, it's kind of floating all over the place and stringy, right? That's a good sign that you have candida. 
if it's just floating on top and it looks, you know, okay, then you probably don't. It's the more stringy of the saliva that shows that you could have candida. So that's just something that you can try at home. I'm not saying that's going to be a diagnosis, not at all, but it's just to give you a signal that you could possibly have candida in your stomach if you have stomach issues. Also, carbohydrates may be found in vegetables and low sugar fruit, for example, and the consumption of enough of the greens and the salads may assist in the colonization of your gut with good microbes. Eating uh, garlic and turmeric are very good as well. Eating a variety of healthful fats and proteins at each meal to maintain a healthy weight. As I mentioned earlier, fermented foods, because fermented meals have been shown to increase the microorganisms. Sauerkraut, pickles are very beneficial and these are high in prebiotics. Consuming a well-balanced diet will help the microbiome become more adaptive. So it's just really important to eat a variety of healthy foods on a regular basis. This will educate your microbiome to function in your favor. And again, Taking a high-quality probiotic is beneficial for many people and beneficial for a lot of areas in the body. It's always important to talk to your doctor because I know if you have certain conditions, I don't think probiotics are always good, but do your research, talk to your doctor. There is microbiome testing available you know, by taking the test, it'll be able to give you a better understanding of your gut flora. Just remember to stay calm, keep your stress levels low, and the ability to be conscious is critical in the healing of your stomach. Like I said, this is your second brain, so you want it to be healthy. And an imbalanced microbiome will result in that anxiety, sadness, exhaustion, you know, memory problems, mental fog. So I hope that this was helpful information. I hope that you can take some of this home with you and implement it into your daily routine. I just thought it was a interesting topic and when it comes to our mental health, our physical health, listen, now we know we're not all human. These microorganisms really run and rule a lot of what's taking place in our bodies. So we need to take care of them. We need to keep them balanced. So let's do our best to stay on a healthy track. Know that I appreciate you. I am grateful for you. And I am wishing you one of the most amazing weeks ahead. I look forward to coming back here soon. Take care. Be well. 
and stay healthy.